What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We got your boys here. We got Hadley, Jono, JP, and Josh uh, back at you with another episode of the uh, White Boys Can't Jump podcast. Woo! Yeah. Oh, hi, JP. How are we doing? Oh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. We, we're, we're excited to have you back back here with the extensive basketball knowledge that you, that you have. Love to contribute, man. Love the contributions from you last time, so we thought we'd have you back. Uh, JM, you just took a rat test, right? How, has good. it been 15 minutes? I did. Day three. Has, it been, fif- has it been 15 it minutes has been 15 minutes. Okay, wait, let's have a guys- the result. Let's go take a look. Okay, here we go. I genuinely don't know what we're doing. That test. And we have come back negative. So oh, no. Nice. Okay. Congratulations. Going through. Look at that one of system. two as a group, guys. Well, one for two. One for two. COVID's got a 50% success rate in this group. Oh, <laughs> no. I've already had it. I had, oh, it, true. I had it last week. Oh, yeah. We didn't get you to test, you to test positive on the, um, on the podcast, though. So, I guess. <laughs> it, it doesn't does, count. No. It does, doesn't count, then. Been completely negative the whole time. All right, that's true. How was COVID? You, I, I mean, obviously you're still alive, but like, you know, you good? Yeah, it's been fine. It wasn't too bad. It was just like a common cold, pretty much. Yeah, and okay. no, I'd get slammed for some people that end up in hospital for it, but that's <laughs> how how I took it. So true. Good work. That immune system is strong. Like through the gingers, the gingers have strong Very immune strong. systems. And obviously Hadley's still alive too, so that's good. All right, we've got some interesting <laughs> stuff to cover today. Um, but firstly, it was announced yesterday, I think it was yesterday, that Kyrie will be back to playing full-time. That is a really big break for the Nets, who are struggling at the moment. They are currently in the eighth seed. Um, yeah, and they've got their second-best player back for the rest of the season. Uh, JM, how does this... How does this change the rest of the NBA season, you reckon? I think it has a huge impact here. I think Brooklyn are basically locked into that first uh, play-in matchup. It looks like they're probably going to be playing the Raptors or maybe the Cavs. Um, I see them winning that, which currently would take them into a first-round matchup against the Bucks. And without Kyrie, there's no way I can see them winning that. With Kyrie full-time, I think that, that series could go seven. Really big for the Nets because Kyrie's just played, been playing insane recently and it really actually makes some contenders. Yeah, Josh, what do you reckon? No, I agree with John completely. I think Kyrie has a big impact on that, but that Brooklyn team overall and he's a big scoring presence as well. And I think yeah. that's what they've been missing through the regular season with their consistent scorer that can do it night in and night out because Katie, yeah. Katie, Katie can do it, but it's nice to have a little bit of help. And I yeah. think that's going to be huge in a playoff series. Yeah, I think it's like crazy for someone to be like playing part time through all of the ups and downs of the like. He wasn't even allowed to play at the start of the season, if I remember. He's only played twenty games. He's averaging twenty eight and a half points on like forty nine point four, forty three point eight, and ninety point eight shooting splits. Like, it's just insane how he's able to just, just seemingly just come into any game and just absolutely torch everybody, even when he's like a part-time NBA player. But like, yeah, honestly, um, it's scary for the rest of the league. And I would be very excited for a Bucks matchup, like Bucks versus Nets again. Give me that. I want to see another seven games. That was crazy last time. Yeah. I don't know. Hadley, what do you reckon? Because you like Kyrie, don't you? 
I love Kyrie. I think he's very, he's probably, in my opinion, one of the most entertaining players to watch in, in terms of that side. But um, even though he's entertaining, it makes me as a Raptors fan very, very nervous. Um, I feel like a three game cushioning at the moment might not be enough to hold them away, um, considering Raptors' seventh nets right at the moment. But um, I definitely think it will change. You know, like there's been a few games recently where, Kyrie could have been the missing piece. You know, this Grizzlies game with Jar out and um, somehow lost that. So I think, you know, he could be that piece um, for them. Um, but yeah, it will be, will be very interesting to see how they um, go and what, um, what angle they take to the playoffs uh, this year, considering what happened last year. Yeah, I think the crazy thing is, I just, uh, I was looking at it earlier, no seed... Uh, Sorry, no NBA championship team has been lower than the sixth seed. The sixth seed won the uh, NBA title in 1995, the Houston Rockets, as the sixth seed in the West. So if Brooklyn were able to, you know, come in as a seventh seed and win, that's, uh, that's history right there. But they're going to have to go through some tough, tough matchups, like having to face the Bucks in the first round and then whoever it would be, what, at the South, that would be the Celtics at the moment, the Philly, Philly, in the second round, and then Miami or Boston in the third round, like, that's a lot to put, you know, usually when you're the highest seed, that first easier-ish round is just really needed to go all the way. So I still don't know if I see them coming out the East. They wouldn't be my favorites for sure, even with Kyrie back full-time. Yeah, JP, as a, as a really basketball, um, knowledgeable person, what do you think about this? Yeah, I agree. Thanks for for that insight. Yeah. Um, Right. Kyrie's back. That's crazy. Okay. If the NBA ended today, we're just going to take a look at some of these matchups. So in the Eastern Conference, Miami is in the first seed, but then two, three, four are pretty much all equal. The Bucks, 76ers, and the Celtics. That first four seeds in the East are just going to be really topsy-turvy going to the last couple of games of the season. They could go anyway. But um, I just think one thing you have to think about, whoever Brooklyn matches up with in the first round is obviously going to be the, be the thing to watch in the East. Um, Hadley, you're a Raptors fan. Let's just say Toronto ends up in the, in the eighth seed. Can we take sixth, please? I'm just relying that we end up on top of the Cavs. Okay, all right, all right. It's, okay, there we go. Better, better but I don't know if that's bad because we could end up playing the 76ers in first round. Well, would you rather play the 76ers or the Heat as a Raptors fan then? The Heat, for sure. I'd 100%. definitely rather, yeah, definitely rather play the Heat. I mean, we did have that amazing game recently against the 76ers, which we came out on top. But um, yeah, I I I take the Heat. Yeah, you know, I'm not. If I'm a playoff team, I'm not that scared of the Heat. Jimmy Butler can't seem to make a jump shot to save himself. He's shooting like 15% on threes recently. Keeps getting ridiculous. injured. Yeah, he Butler. can't stay on the floor. Yeah, well, that yeah. too. And when he is on the floor, he can't hit a single jump shot. Like. I don't know. Bam was looking like he was going to be a really underrated player on the up, but he's just really flattened out. I don't know. It's kind of been disappointing this season. Mm. Almost overrated. Almost overrated. All right. So the 4-5 matchup, that would be Boston versus Chicago. What do you think of Chicago in the playoffs? Are they they doing anything? Oh, I was going to say they were, but with all the injuries they've got, I don't see them making it past the first round. The Celtics have been so good recently. I like the Celtics. I think it'd be cool to see them. You know, I 
I'd like them to beat the Bulls first round um, if that's who they're um, matched up against. But it'd be really interesting because they've been kind of similar to the 76ers where they just, in the heat, you know, where in previous years they've kind of struggled to get past those first few rounds. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a few teams, you know, Net 76ers, Celtics, who have just been there almost many years in a row and probably just, you know, wanting wanting revenge, wanting to get back in there, go yeah. a few rounds further. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Boston's still a piece away. Like they need to, they need a point guard. They need someone to be setting the table because at the moment they got Marcus Smart running the offense, and I don't trust that in the playoffs. Like, yeah, they got incredible defense, which is what you need to win an NBA championship. But you also need someone who actually knows what they're doing in terms of running an offense, setting up Jason Tatum, setting up Jalen Brown. Those guys are amazing play finishers, but they aren't as elite at you know setting up for others and stuff. But yeah, let's jump over to the West. So at the moment we've got Phoenix, who's way ahead of the rest of the league in in the um in terms of the standings. They're obviously gonna be the number one seed. Holy moly, that's sixty wins already. Like that's just ridiculous if you think about it. But yeah, we've got Memphis pretty pretty uh locked into that second seed as well, because they're nine games behind Phoenix and Golden State are another three games behind them. Uh four five, Dallas, Utah. What do you guys think of that? I, I want to stay. I want to stay out of this. I just, I just want to see what you guys think of that. I take Mavs. Oh, you beauty! <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. I just think. There, I think same reason as some of the other teams, like the Celtics, where they've got they've got momentum. They've been there almost the past few years. You know, you know, just can't seem to beat the Clippers, but I mean, can't blame them there. But, um, you know, I think the Nuggets have... Wait, no, it's it's Utah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah um, Donovan's been on and off. Like, he, he's been injured, and I think they haven't had as much consistency. You know, they uh, Utah goes and blows out the Clippers one game and then goes and loses to the Celtics the next game. You know, it's just... I feel like they're just not overly consistent. Um, and, you know, they just haven't been as good this season, just compared to the way the Mavs have been playing recently. I think I think Mavs could win that one. It'd be close, I but yeah, I think I'd I'd be going for the Mavs. Thank you. I'll take that. Josh, Jane. I gotta say, I think acquiring Spencer Dinwiddie for KP certainly makes the Mavs better in the playoffs. Um, with their three main scoring options now, I would sort of see as Luca, of course, um, Dinwiddie, and then Jalen Brownson. Yeah. Um, all sort of like perimeter guards, you know, quick, fast. Um, that that helps Dallas in terms of drawing Rudy Gobert potentially out to the perimeter a bit more and not yeah. letting him just stay in there and gather paint. Overall, I think I'd, I'd still have to take the Jazz, just that um, playoff experience and the veteran experience of, you know, Mike Connolly to pair with their exciting young guard, Donovan Mitchell. And even if Rudy does get drawn out a bit more to the perimeter, he's still the best or one of the most elite defenders in the NBA, and I think that would take them just over the line, but I certainly see it going deep as well. Yeah, it's a, I just one thing um, that I noticed after the KP trade, I wasn't the biggest fan of that trade, obviously, um, when it happened, because like at, at that point, it, you know, KP has a higher ceiling than Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, I feel like if you got peak Spencer Dinwiddie and peak um, KP, it's not, you know, it's not really a contest there. But what I didn't realize was 
Jason Kidd, our coach, has been incredible on defense, right? Our defense has just jumped way up. We're like sixth in the league, I think, at the moment uh, for the year. Um, and what it was relying on, it was relying on having our bigs switching and guiding pick and roll. So at the moment, we've got really mobile bigs in Powell and Kleber who are really good at getting up to the point of attack at the screen and coming back. And so what I was just thinking is if we play the Jazz in the first round, like let's say we beat the Jazz. Oh, I'm optimistic, okay? <laughs> let's say we beat the Jazz. We come up to the Suns. I was terrified against of the Suns when we had KP because every single time Chris Paul and Devin Booker would just run pick and roll and then hit a mid-range shot because KP is just sitting back in the paint. Now we've got Powell and Kleber who can get up and then get back without being blown by. You know what? I'm calling it. Mavs are making the Western Conference Finals this year. I'm saying it now. I'm saying it now. I'm a homer. I don't even care. I don't even care. Oh, my goodness. Watch them lose at five in the first round. No, no, no I'm calling it right now. I Sorry. thought we were talking about the Utah matchup, and then you go start talking about the Mavs beating oh, the Suns. I, I'm past the Utah matchup. That's, that's already won. That's already won. I've already won that <laughs> in, my, in my head. A good chance for one of them to make it uh, the first round. What, the Mavs or the, or the Jazz? Or the Jazz. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong, because <laughs> yeah, they're probably going to play each other in the moment. Yeah, you know what? I am a homer, and I don't even mind. Okay, Golden State versus Denver. That would be a really interesting matchup. Like, Clay has been on and off. Steph's injured again. Do we take Den- I feel like that's Denver's series to lose, to be honest with you. Big call. Big call. Big mm-hmm. Warriors. Backing, backing the Warriors. Um, obviously, the Warriors. depends if Steph can come back, but I think you'd be all right for that first-round playoff series. And you got players like Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins. Clay's been playing really well recently, or had a good game today at least. Okay. Um, yeah, he's finding his shooting touch a bit more. Um, and mm. I would only have Denver as favourites, or even really as a chance if they get some of their star players back in terms of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. potentially coming back. Without them, I just don't think Jokic can do it on his own. I don't know. I just don't see anyone stopping Jokic. Like, yeah, you got Draymond. But Jokic is going to have his way. And, like, if Jokic's team can just defend Steph, like, at least a little bit, you know, they're going to try on defense. They At least yeah, Denver tries on defense, you know. That would be a really, really fun series to watch. I could go either way. It's tight. I feel like Warriors would be the um, favorites, but I reckon it's tight. Tighter than people uh, would say. Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr and that Warriors team breeds winners. And I don't see them losing the first round to the Nuggets. Yeah. Okay. That's a good call. Good call. All right. Any other uh, matchups you guys want to talk about? I feel like who would be in the seventh seed? Minnesota or the LA Clippers would be in the seventh seed versus Memphis. I don't see either, either of them upsetting Memphis. Memphis is way too deep. Unless, unless, unless I was just looking up just to see where injuries are at, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's looking like injuries. Paul George could be back um, oh. a week before playoffs. Um, Kawhi doesn't look like he will be. He's not not even cleared for um, contact uh, in practice. But Paul George is playing five on fives um, in practice, so I'm optimistic Paul George could return. Don't know how much of an impact that would make against Memphis, um, but I feel like you know we'd need Kawhi to go deep into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean. 
the thing with the Grizzlies is they've gone 16 and two without Jar this season. Like yeah. that is just ridiculous. Like the way they played against the Nets the other day. Yeah, like honestly, it's, that was crazy. It's cra- I mean, that I don't think they're obviously they're not a better team without Jar, but there's something about them. They they've like ten they're ten players deep really, but they've got an incredible bench. You know, they got like Tyus Jones, like you know, slow mo coming off the bench. Slow mo Anderson. Stephen Adams winning a ring. Stephen Adams winning a <laughs> ring this year. That'd be yep. sick. Do it for the Kiwis, bro. <laughs> That's the dream of everyone here on this podcast right now, I'm telling That's you. That's true. <laughs> Do it for the Kiwis. Yeah. Nah, that would be good. I rate that. But yeah, I mean, what? We've got the Lakers in the 10 seed at the moment. Are they even going to make the play-in? It's a good question, and I would ask that question to the rest of you boys because right now I'm saying no way. Lakers aren't making the play-in. I don't know where Anthony Davis is. Westbrook and LeBron not jelly. Basically, the second best player other than LeBron on that team at the moment is probably Malik Monk. They're not getting past, you know, two play-in matchups, in my opinion. Yeah, I disagree. I think they're a they're a playoff-made team. Where you think, when you it think comes, they can I, win? You think they can win two do-or-die games? I think they've got the goat on their team, who is uh, <laughs> who is probably one of the most clutch players of all players. You know, saying I'm not going to let my team um, lose a playoff game or lose a first series. Did you I watch him against Phoenix last year, Hadley? LeBron. He was gassed. Fourth yeah. quarter, game six or whatever, series on the line. He went to the bench with eight minutes to go, and they're only down the ten. He's having. You look, you look at the current current state. Right, he won. Step yeah, padding. So that's what he's doing. He's, He's out every second game as well. So maybe they'll yeah. the first round of the play and then, oh, sorry, LeBron's sitting out with a sore left toe. All <laughs> LeBron is doing right now, all LeBron he's is doing is trying to Bronny. catch. He's trying to catch Kareem. That's all he's doing. In the he's staying true. in those like games where they're being blown yeah. out. He's staying in the last five minutes, just getting points that don't even matter for the game. Like, it's kind of sad, to be honest with you. Like, I thought LeBron was a winning player, but... I don't know. I what's trust LeBron. This season. I still have faith in him this season. I still I, think there's room. I don't think I, that they could go far, but I wouldn't count them out of getting into the playoffs. I kind of want yet. them to get in the playoffs and then get just destroyed by the Suns again. Like that would just be kind of funny. Like mm. that would. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Could be keen. Could be keen. That'll be interesting. I can't wait to watch the playing game. So that'll be fun. Whoever invented that, good on you. It's been very interesting. I would interesting. love to see this. A ninth seed or something win a championship. That's that's oh, that that's, that would be that's, crazy. That, the the scenes. Yeah, the scenes that would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna uh, have a quick look ahead now to the off season. I'm just gonna have a quick go through some of the uh, upcoming free agents and where they might where they might be. Um, you know, might be good fitting. What their salaries might look like. Whether they have player options, whatnot. Uh, just a bit of a teaser. Um, at some point, we're going to be doing um, a bit of a series where we're trying to rebuild some of the some of the worst teams in the league. What what should their steps be? How can we make them better? So that'll that'll be coming soon. But at the moment, we're just going to go through from um, highest um, salary, current salary. So we got players with a player option. We got John Wall, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving. That's a crazy list of player options uh does anyone think anyone there is turning them down turning down the player option those are all like 34 35 million plus player options no they want the money 
they're taking those player options, hands down. What do you think some of them can get an extension? Do you reckon James Harden getting a max extension? Oh, it depends how they go in the playoffs. I don't know. I feel like he's just done everything in his power to force himself to Philly. I can't see him being like, oh, yeah, I'm here for a year and then ditching. I, just, I can't see I can't that. see it either. Yeah. I think for a player of his caliber, he's probably sick of the last few years being swapped around. Yeah. But he's got, he's got enough. He's got enough strip clubs in Philly to keep him um, occupied for a while, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got Bradley Beal. He's not turning down his player option. He's been super underwhelming this year. Uh, Kyrie, probably going to sign an extension, but yeah, he won't be leaving the Nets. John Wall, he's just going to get he, his money. He still wants his money. He wants the bag. Yeah, hope, hopefully get a buyout. You know, that's best case scenario. <laughs> right, yeah. and then we've got some unrestricted free agents. We've got Gary Harris. Let's just go through five at a time because there's quite a few. Oh, okay, here we go. We'll start with the, um, actually, we'll start with the restricted free agents because those guys are usually the most interesting. So these guys are the ones who um, usually are with the team that dra- drafted them uh, and have the rights to re-sign them over the cap, if you don't know what restricted free agent means. So DeAndre Ayton, Colin Sexton, Miles Bridges, Kevin Knox. Who else are some interesting guys? Anthony Simons, he's been good. Yeah. Man, Aiton okay, let's just start with Ayton. Bridges, both getting, yeah, max extension, I reckon. They go far in the playoffs. He's getting better and better by the year. The Suns are locked into, you know, playoff contention at the moment. Number one seed, 60 wins, obviously, this year. They're not letting him go. I don't know. They've been so, so hesitant to give him the bag. Like, the thing, and the thing with the Suns owner is he's, there have been multiple instances of him, like, not, like, oh, like, dodging the tax and doing some weird, like, tax evasion moves and stuff. Like, it would be, like, a horrible thing, but... If he just like dodges Aiton and just like leaves him, oh man, I don't even know. That fan base will be an absolute uproar if they let him go after being a 60 plus one team mm-hmm. and being yeah. to the finals last year. And then they'll probably go deep this year as well in the playoffs. Okay, here we go. So, why DeAndre Aiton and Sons failed to reach an agreement on max extension? Aiton was eligible to sign a five year, $172.5 million extension, but Suns ownership believes that Aiton doesn't belong in the same tier as Luka Doncic, Trey Young, and other max extension candidates from the 2018 draft class. See, like, just that, to that even to say true. something like that. that. That's probably a fair, fair point, but at the same time, it is when you're can't afford to let him go. Yeah, they're a you're 60 a plus one team. team. Yeah, you're a small market team. You're not. It's not like, oh, you know, we're going to not give him the bag so we can throw the bag at, like, some other, like, someone like Zach Levine or, you know, some other unrestricted free agent. they like, oh, we're going to try to lure them here. You know, you're not going to get any of the big free agents. So as a team like that, you've just got to, you know, sure, pay him, pay him the money and then trade him later if that's what you want to do. But you've got to give him the money. You can't let him walk for nothing. Yeah, that would be just... Just the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, Anthony Simons, he's got to stay in Portland, right? He's been incredible. He's been really underrated this season. They're trying to tank. They'll keep him. Yeah. Colin Sexton. That's, that's the one I'm interested about. Yeah. yeah. I, reckon, I almost I could see them doing a sign-and-trade with him. Yeah, because you've got Garland there. So, like, you kind of don't really want to commit to another small guard, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. They've been so good without him, like... 
might make a seven day because they're only in the six seed or whatever. But like, yeah, it's still I don't know if you wanna... than expectations. For the yeah, game. it is. Yeah. It is, and they were really good to start the season. But like, I yeah, I don't think committing to two undersized guards long term is the way you want to go. Miles Bridges, Hornets. What's he doing? Is he staying? staying? He's so fun. Like I just watched the Hornets yeah. game. They beat the Jazz. Thank you, thank you, Hornets. Appreciate that. <laughs> but like, yeah, they were just so fun, and he's been really good. Like in the mid range and stuff, creating his own shot. Like that's been really impressive. I I didn't expect that from him, to be honest with you. All right, now let's go to some unrestricted free agents. We have Zach Levine. Unrestricted free agent from Chicago. Is he staying? Is he leaving? What's happening? I'm gonna say stay. They built they built that team basically this year with injuries and stuff. They've kind of lost their way a little bit, dropping back in the standings. But at the same time, I feel like that could be a good team next year. So I think he stays. Yeah, I reckon they. Eh? I mean, they they. That front office did a really good job. Like only giving up two, two first round picks overall and getting that much better. Like that's that's an incredible job. Yeah, you got to give that a go if you're Zach Levine. Like that's your best chance at like really making a, an impact. I think. So what do you think will happen if they have all this hype and then first round they play the Celtics and get blown out? They've got Patrick Williams. They're like really good young guy who was been out the entire year. They got Levine and Cruz. I mean. Ball and Caruso, who have been injured pretty much the whole year as well. Like, you got to run yeah. it back. It's unfortunate, but you got to run it back. Sometimes you just yeah. got to buy the bullet. Yeah, totally. there aren't that many other, like, really big names. We've got Yusuf Nurkic, TJ Warren, Andres Harrell, Robert Covington, Kyle Anderson and Tyus Jones from, from the Grizzlies. There aren't really a lot of marquee free agents this season, to be honest with you. Yeah, nothing too exciting there, Ed. I can see Nurk leaving Portland, but yeah, I don't think it'll be franchise, you know, of league defining. Yeah, Gary Harris, Ricky Rubio. This is really kind of underwhelming. I didn't even realize. It's kind of sad it's, compared to like the last couple of seasons we've had of really crazy free agent stuff. It's like this is this is going to be a little bit underwhelming, but that's okay. Anything you guys want to say about the free agent stuff? It doesn't free agent free agency at the moment doesn't really matter. Any star can force their way out of a situation if they yeah. want. You see it all yeah. the time these days. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The player empower player empowerment stuff has been kind of crazy. All right. Right. We're gonna go into our last segment. We're talking about overrated or underrated players. I've got a list of players. You guys need to tell me if they are overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. JP, we need to get you in on this too, okay? Because you know all these guys. So we need some I'll take oh, some of course, you, okay? Of course, okay. Yeah, sounds good. Up first, Bojan Bogdanovic of the Jazz. Underrated. Overrated. Yeah, yeah underrated, I agree. I, I agree. With what? Agree with who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, what did Josh say? I said underrated. Okay. Interesting. JMYC underrated. I mean, he's cash from, you know, beyond the three-point arc. He can score when needed to, and he just he fits in really well with Utah's starting lineup. Big reason why they've been, you know, top four seed in the Western Conference for the last few seasons. Mm, you're right. He's thirty nine percent on threes, and he takes probably takes quite a few a game as well. Let's see how many does he take a game. I feel like he's a bit. He takes seven on seven attempts a game, thirty nine percent. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's 
Jazz themselves are really good with the three, and he's yes. obviously part of that. He dropped he like the 30 tag. the other day as well. That was crazy. This fits. It just fits their roster. I think. Oh my, he's averaging 18. Why he's underrated. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're going to move on. Scotty Barnes. Three. Okay. Well, we're going to say at the same time. Three, <laughs> two, uh, one. Underrated. 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 <laughs> Look. Sorry, Hadley. Why is he underrated? Five seconds. Go. But whoa, whoa! Uh, he's rookie of the year. Okay. <laughs> okay. I take it back. He's overrated by Hadley. Okay, he's probably yes. perfectly yes. rated by no, everyone okay. else. I can, good, I can, good call. You know, that's fair. I can accept that I overrate him, but that's just because I think he's amazing. Love that's his right. play. Great attitude. Great energy right. for the team. He's a fan. You're a fan of his. That's okay. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> Patrick Beverly. Three, two, one. Perfectly overrated. rated. Perfectly rated. rated. I feel like, hang on a second, I feel like we won't be able to hear what we're actually saying. So I feel like we should like actually it. say kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we're going to go, every time we're going to go Josh, Jono, Hadley, me. Okay, That's wait, what did, just because I'm curious and a Scotty Barnes fan, what did the rest of you say to Scotty Barnes? I, I said perfectly rated. He's just perfectly rated. Unless it's you, he's overrated. Yeah, I said underrated, Hadley. I said underrated. Oh, thanks, Jono. Okay, right, okay Patrick sorry. Beverly, what are we thinking? Josh? Oh, I don't know, man. Like, I reckon he's overrated. I feel like he's past his use by state, but that's just me. Honestly, I feel JM. We're gonna go. We we guys gotta do this one again because I can't. I think he's yeah. perfectly rated. Perfectly rated. Good defender. Not much else. I don't think yep. the league thinks he's amazing, but he's good enough. Agree with that. Perfectly rated. Yeah, I gotta agree. As annoying as he is, he's perfectly rated. Right, Chris Paul. Three, two, one. Almost underrated. Overrated. Oh. Overrated. Perfectly rated. Perfectly rated as well. Yeah. It's good, and the league <laughs> recognizes him for that. I think he's the got thing a is, team to 60 wins, 60 plus wins. I reckon he's underrated. He's been injured the whole year, so he, it's like, uh, not the whole year, but he's been injured a lot, and his team is really, really good. For like the good. last month, he pretty much wasn't injured like prior to that at all, was he? Uh, he missed quite a few games this season. Let's see how many games he's played. I think one of the reasons I'd say, like, you know, he deserves to be rated as highly as he is, is he just looks after the ball so well. Like, so many top point guards in this league, like, three, four, five turnovers Mm. a game. Chris Paul, if you ever see him get past, like, two, it's a shock. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to keep going. This time, we're just not going to do any explanations. You just have to, we'll just keep going unless we find something really interesting. All right, Trey Young. Josh. Overrated. 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 Perfectly rated. Overrated. Yeah, worst defender in the league by a mile. Uh, Middleton, Chris Middleton of the Bucks. Josh. Underrated. So Jono. Uh, underrated. Hadley. Underrated. JP. Overrated. Underrated. <laughs> For sure. of the Washington Wizards. Josh. Under. Oh, like. I'm going to say underrated just because of the value they got back from in their trade. Underrated on the Wizards. Overrated. It's old news. Overrated. <laughs> it just <laughs> sounds like a salty mess fan right there. Sorry, sorry, KP. <laughs> sorry, KP. Oh, uh, just, I'm not even going to comment on that. Jeremy Grant. Josh. Oh, he's been a bit injured. I'm going to say, uh, oh. I'm going to say perfectly rated for him. 
Overrated. Even... Overrated. Overrated. Jordan Paul. I was leaning towards overrated. Overrated. Did you, Definitely. Did you say Jordan Paul is overrated? Yes. Oh my. What is wrong like with you? People are saying the Warriors' success this year is all due to him. Like, next to Steph, you know, I just feel like he gets a little bit too much. We're not much talking about all star Andrew Wiggins here. We're talking about Jordan Paul. He's averaging yeah. 18 points a game on like. 46% shooting, 37% from three. Right, maybe accurate. I just, I just hear a lot of hype around him. So when you hear a lot, you know he's got to live up to it. He's been, the thing is, he's been carrying when, he was carrying when Clay was out. And then when Clay came back in, he just slotted onto the bench and was still yeah. somehow winning games for them off the bench. Like, yeah. he's most, he's one of the most underrated. All right, uh, DeJounte Murray. Underrated. Underrated. Perfectly rated. Perfectly rated. Just because we don't have much time left, I've got a person. I'm just curious for you guys. Okay. Um, to rate Tyrese Maxey. Oh, he was one of my. He was on my list. He was coming up. Oh, nice. okay. Um, underrated. Underrated. Was that perfectly rated? Like he's gonna be good. He's a bucket. He's athletic. He plays yeah. solid defense. Like he's he's underrated. Okay, just two left. Sabonis. So Overrated. I think he's perfectly rated. Yeah, I'm going to go with you, Hadley. He's one of the worst defenders in the league. I'm watching him, like, he just has no effort on defense. And for a center, you need to be a good defender. Otherwise, your team is just not going to hold hold it down. Yeah, yeah, same thing. (laughs) We're in a positionless league, Josh. All right, last one Rudy Gobert. (laughs) (laughs) Perfectly rated. Perfectly rated. Everyone knows he just plays defense, and that's what he's there for. Underrated. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. We're going to go each through quickly say who our most overrated and underrated players in the league are. We'll start with you, Hadley. Who are you going to say? Oh, underrated, probably Tyrese Maxey. Uh, overrated. Um, I feel like I need more time to think about this. I don't know. Overrated. So just because I'm biased, I'm going to say Evan Mobley. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Jono. Uh, okay, underrated. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Draymond Green. And overrated. Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Aaron Fox, most overrated. Oh, those are interesting picks. Yeah. Josh. Overrated. Uh, Andrew Wiggins should never been an All Star starter. Mm. <laughs> underrated. Oh, I was tossing up between. Either Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday. They're both underrated. Interesting. In JP. My opinion. Good calls. JP. Who's your most honest, overrated and under, underrated? To be honest, I think the whole sport is a bit overrated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? That's well, enough for you. That's just me. That's enough for you. Okay, my most underrated, Mikael Bridges. My most overrated, Trey Young. All right, guys, that's it for this week shot for coming on we've had a good time i hope you guys have had a good time all you guys listening we'll catch you again soon playoffs are coming up it's going to be a good good rest of the couple weeks to end the season but yeah we'll see you see you next time later guys Woo. Woo.